Welcome to the Design Doctor Podcast, where we talk about how to decorate, remodel, or build a home without losing your mind. I'm your host, Krisha Palmer, physician turned interior designer and life coach. So come on in and have a seat. Let's talk. Hey friends, welcome back. We are still talking about clutter this week. If you missed last week's episode, which is part one in this two-part series, make sure that you go back and listen to that first because it really provides the foundation and the context for what we're going to talk about today. I don't want to go back through everything, but just as a quick review, we talked about eliminating clutter in our lives (laughs) and why it seems so hard And I introduced you to kind of a new way of thinking about clutter and organizing. We went through what's called the model, which was developed by Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School. And this is a framework based on cognitive behavioral psychology that's uh, a tool that you can use to address any problem in your life. So you can use this and apply it to anything, but we are applying it to clutter because as an interior designer, I know that you can create amazing, beautiful, functional homes and spaces for yourself. But if you're still struggling with just having too much stuff and clutter, then it doesn't matter, right? That clutter seems to take all the joy away from it. So with the new year approaching, this is kind of the time of year when everybody starts thinking about getting organized. I thought it would be a good idea to talk about this now in late December so that when January comes, you're ready to go. Go back and listen to the last episode if you haven't. We're going to move on today. And just to review very briefly what we talked about in that last episode is This different approach to thinking about clutter really focuses on how we think about clutter and why that's often the root issue that we need to get past rather than focusing just on our actions. Because when we talked about the model, we know that our actions, what we do or we don't do, whether we're decluttering or not decluttering, is dependent on how we feel. And how we feel is always caused by what we're thinking So often many of the decluttering and organization methods that you see are just action-based. They're just focused on action and they don't really get to the root reason, the root causes. So we're talking about root, root causes today. We're talking about the real reasons and identifying the real reasons why some of us continue to struggle with clutter. I'm going to share the top three thoughts that most of the people that I've worked with have about the stuff in their house, the clutter in their house. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to go through a little exercise so that you can identify which of these or others that are holding you back. So here they are. Number one, the thoughts that we have about our home itself or a particular space in your home. And these can be thoughts like, this place is a mess. This room is so ugly. I hate this room. I hate that closet. I don't even want to go in there. And these thoughts are so automatic that we often don't even realize that's what we're thinking. So category one is thoughts about the space itself. Number two 
are thoughts that you have about your own ability and your own time. Thoughts like, I don't have enough time to declutter. It's just too hard. It's just too much. I'll never get this cleared out. Why bother when it's just going to get messed up? So all of those thoughts related to your ability and your time. And number three, the thoughts that come up when you attempt to declutter. So say you start cleaning out that junk drawer or you start trying to organize your closet. And shortly after you start, you probably start having some thoughts like this. I don't want to give this away because I don't want to waste it. Or I'm worried I'm going to need it later. Or you think, but my mom gave that to me or my, my spouse gave that to me. What are they going to think if I give it away? Or you might grab an object and think, I don't want to give this away. It has some special memories. So do any of these thoughts sound familiar? Thoughts about your home or the space itself, thoughts about your own ability and time, and then thoughts that come up when you attempt to declutter. The reason it's important to identify these is that these thoughts are never going to lead to the feeling that you need to have in order to take the action to declutter. Notice we kind of went through that model, thoughts, feelings, actions. Think about this. Let's just talk about thoughts about the space itself. Some of the examples that I gave you, this place is a mess, this room is so ugly. So if you sit with those thoughts, how do they make you feel? Right now, let's just pick one. If you think this place is a mess, and you're going throughout your day and periodically you're looking at your house and you're thinking this place is a mess. How does that make you feel? Well, for me, it's, it's a little different for everyone. For me, it just kind of makes me feel powerless. Well, am I likely to take, a, take action, successful, sustainable action to declutter if I'm feeling powerless? No, not at all. That's never going to drive the action that I want to take. So what we've got to do is back up and choose our thoughts intentionally instead of just letting that primal brain run rampant with all of the negative self-talk. So what I want to do in this episode is take you through an exercise that will help you determine which of these is really holding you back. You may have one main thought, you may have multiple thoughts, but it's really important to become aware of those so that then you can notice when those thoughts pop in your brain and you can take a step back and think, hmm, is this really the thought that I want to choose to think because I know it's not leading me to take the action that I want. And that's when you can start reframing things, intentionally choosing different thoughts that's going to drive the feelings and thus the actions that you want to take. Okay, so let's go through this exercise. What I'd like for you to do is I want you to think right now of one space in your home that bothers you the most. It could be one drawer, It could be one cabinet, a closet, or maybe it's an entire room, but choose a space in your home and you can either write it down if you have a pen and paper right now while you're listening, if you're in the car driving or if you're doing something else, just just choose a space in your home and identify it in your mind. Next, I want you to write down everything that comes to your mind when you think about that space. Every thought. Don't edit your thoughts. Don't try to handpick your thoughts. Just write down every single thought that comes up for you when you think about that space. 
Be blatantly honest. Get it all out on paper. Nobody's going to see this except for you. Just let the thoughts flow and write them down. Next, I want you to think about the last time you tried to declutter or organize that space, if you have tried to do so in the past. And then just write down everything that comes to mind that went through your head while you were trying to declutter it in the past. Once again, don't edit or judge what you write. Just write down everything that comes to mind from the last time you tried to organize or declutter that space. And then after you've done this exercise, I want you to go back and just read what you've written. There's something about writing things down like this that helps us kind of step out of our own heads and become an observer of our thoughts. And as you go through, I want you to separate the facts that you've written down from your thoughts. Now, a fact is something that is going to be anything that could be proven in court and that has no subjective opinion. So separate the facts of what you've written from your thoughts. So a statement like, this closet is messy. Maybe you wrote something, you know, to that effect. That might seem really true to you. It may seem like it's a fact, but it's actually just a thought. Because would every single person on the planet, if they saw your closet, agree? Probably not, right? Messiness is very subjective. So make sure when you're looking back at your thoughts that you're separating the facts or what could be proven, what is absolutely 100% true from your thoughts. And just keep track and circle all of what you wrote that are your thoughts. And then I want you to go back and read through the list of your thoughts and pick the top three that seem the most true to you. The ones that you really think, oh, but I really think that's a fact, it's not a thought. (laughs) Those are the ones that you wanna circle. Just pick the top three. And when you do this, you have identified the thoughts that are preventing you from taking the decluttering action that you want. So those three that you circled, that's it. Likely, these are the main three thoughts that you truly believe. And if you think about these thoughts and how they make you feel, you can probably see why you haven't been taking the action that you want to take. So awareness is the biggest part of this, really. Awareness of these thoughts, these top three things that are preventing you from decluttering. Unless you've identified them and you're aware of them, you can't do anything about them. Most of us aren't even aware about all the thoughts that we're having, especially related to this area. We assume that they're true and we don't look at them as being optional. But if you look at those three thoughts, those three that you've circled, those are all optional. You don't have to think them. And when you see that those thoughts are preventing you from meeting your goals, I think it's worth reconsidering, do I need to take a step back and choose to think something different? So what I'd like for you to do is just to get curious about those three thoughts that you circled. Just get really curious and start questioning those thoughts. For example, if one of your thoughts is, decluttering is so hard, it's just so hard, question it. For example, what if it's not as hard as you're making it out to be? What about decluttering might be easy? 
Maybe it doesn't matter where you start. Maybe it doesn't matter what method you use. So just get curious and start questioning each of those. When we get really curious about our thoughts, it opens the doorway to be able to manage them and to come up with new creative solutions. And once you start recognizing the thoughts about clutter that aren't serving you, you can really evaluate them. Is this a useful thought? Is this leading me to take the action that I want to take? You'll also start to uncover the thoughts beneath the thoughts, right? The truth is our thoughts are often like layers of an onion, especially when it comes to clutter. We hold on to things for all kinds of reasons, fear and scarcity, avoidance, wanting to please others, relationship issues, and sometimes even a lack of self-respect and love. So as you uncover the thoughts beneath the thoughts, you'll not only declutter your house, you'll start decluttering your life. The last part of really understanding this is being able to make a small pivot in your thinking, crafting new thoughts. Now, I want to emphasize that this is not just switching to some positive affirmation, all right? So if my thought, if one of the thoughts that's really holding me back is decluttering is just so hard, I'm not going to be able to switch and think, oh my gosh, this is so easy, and just try to repeat that. The reason is, is likely, if you're someone that's held back by the thought of this is so hard, you really don't believe that it's easy. So when you have this small pivot or this small shift in your thinking, you need to choose a new thought that you truly believe. And it may be just a subtle shift. Because if you don't believe it, just repeating, you know, really positive affirmations, you're not going to get any traction with that. So, for example, a small pivot would go, be going from this is so hard to maybe it's possible that it's not as hard as I'm making it out to be. Or maybe parts of it might be hard, but other parts might be easy. Just what play around with it. Find Find a new thought, that small shift that you believe that helps you feel more motivated or more confident or more energized to declutter because taking the action of decluttering is going to come from those feelings. And then I want to talk a little bit about really defining the action that you want to take. We've talked a lot about how important thoughts and feelings are and how most decluttering methods are strictly action-based. And it doesn't mean that we just ignore the actions. We definitely, you know, to declutter, we actually have to take that action. So what you can do is define what action you want to take or what result that you want to have. Define exactly what it is. And it's different for everybody. You may want to clear out uh, a bunch of stuff and go more minimalist. You may not want that at all. You just want to pare things down a bit. Remember, there's no right or wrong way to do this. You get to decide. So really define those actions that you want to take to get the result you want. And then think, how would I need to feel to take that action? Do I need to feel motivated, empowered, energized, you know, something, something like that. And remember, we talked about most of the thoughts that those old thoughts that we have don't make us feel that way. So identify how you need to feel and then become aware of your thoughts 
and intentionally choose the thoughts that create those feelings in your life. And then the actions will follow and you'll get your result. It sounds a lot easier than it is. It takes a lot of practice. So if you find yourself falling back into your old way of thinking, this is so hard, this is overwhelming, I don't want to get rid of this, because, you know, if you fall back into those old thoughts, that's normal. But if you're aware of those thoughts when they come up, you can take a step back, pause, and then intentionally make those small shifts and those small pivots. And if you continue to do that and continue to practice those new thoughts, you will be able to take the action that you want to take to meet your decluttering goals. I want to wrap things up by sharing my experience in this area. I don't personally struggle with clutter. Uh, I like to get rid of things, but I do tend to procrastinate when it comes to organizing. Now, I really like organizing, which is interesting, I think. Well, what happens is I make it this big ordeal in my head, like I complicate it. I'm like, okay, I've got to get organized. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I've got to sit down and I've got to plan out all the areas that I want to organize and divide up and figure out when I'm going to do what. And all of a sudden it's this big, huge monumental task in my head. And I've done this for years. And I just recently realized that that way of thinking was making me feel overwhelmed and I never took action. I would just wait and wait. And usually like maybe once a year, I would go through and somehow get it done. But I always felt overwhelmed and behind. Well, once I started really identifying those thoughts, those thoughts like, oh my gosh, this is such a big project. I've got to get organized. Like all of these thoughts were just leading to that feeling of overwhelm. So what I did is I started pivoting. And when I saw a need to organize something, Instead of, because what would happen is I would look at one drawer and think, oh, that needs to be organized. And then I'd all of a sudden, it's like the whole house needs to be organized. So what I started doing is paying attention to my thoughts and instead thinking, I can just do one thing and I'll make progress. One thing, one drawer, one little section of a cabinet when I see it. And as I intentionally practiced that thought, so when I saw an area that needed to be organized, I'd say, oh, I'll just do this one little thing and that's progress. And that made me feel empowered. And then I started doing it and I would organize that one tiny little section. I wouldn't worry about the rest. I'm not making this a big thing. And I noticed that over the weeks and weeks, all of a sudden, all these little spaces were organized and I was making significant progress. Whereas if I had not changed the way I thought about it, I would still be sitting there overwhelmed thinking, oh my gosh, this has to be this huge project. So that's one way that this has really worked for me. Uh, And I just wanted to share that with you. That's all I have for you today. I hope as this holiday season approaches that you are able to find small, silent moments to rest. Be good to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Take care of yourself. Because I know this is a really, can be a really busy, stressful time of year. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Happy decorating, and I'll see you next week. If you're a woman physician who loves all things design and decorating, 
Be sure to check out my private Facebook group, House Calls for Physicians, or you can visit my website at www.housecallsforphysicians.com.